our Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we give you glory and we give you honor for who you are in our lives. And we thank you for this opportunity to come before you tonight in word to receive of that that you have for us. We open up our hearts and minds to receive that. And we just commit our hearts to you tonight and we commit our spirit man to the learning of the truth of the word for we realize that it's needed in this day and uh, we don't know when you shall return but we have to be prepared and equipped for whatever is ahead of us so tonight we pray that you pour out into us your insight your revelation all that you have purpose tonight in Jesus name we speak peace upon those who are listening and tuning in to our service this evening to our Bible study this evening God that you would bless them and your perfect peace. We declare that every distraction is ceased in Jesus' name. And we call everything that is not by you to be bound up in the name of Jesus. I speak in that authority that you have given me, and I declare peace, be still, scatter in the name of Jesus. I speak to sickness, and I command sickness to go. I speak to diseases, and I command diseases to die and go in Jesus' name that life may spring forth in Jesus' name. Open blinded eyes and ears this night. We just give it all to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, good evening, and I'd like to welcome you to our Tuesday night encounter uh, Bible study, and we just want to welcome you to the Vision of Hope Ministries Bible study um, night, and we thank God that you chose to choose, in, excuse me, chose to tune in tonight, and what I love about live broadcasting is that if I stumble you get to hear it <laughs> so I'm human like you are so I'm thankful today and you know it's getting close to Thanksgiving and uh, you know it's a lot to be thankful for when you look at just in today's news um, man a lot of things woke up this morning um, I heard that a Russian military jet was shot down by Turkey now, if you recall, Turkey was not involved in this conflict, but um, as reports are coming out, you know, Turkey told Russia to keep their planes over there in Syria, and apparently they didn't listen to the warnings. You know, you get here all kind of stuff. So the plane was shot down, one of their pilots were killed, and one was probably captured. So you know Putin said that uh, y'all shouldn't have done that. This is the worst thing you could have ever done. Uh, so we just want to let y'all know something gonna happen and so we don't know you, you got to look at the maps you got to look at what's taking place overseas and it's a lot of things you don't hear a lot about Israel anymore because you know Israel just on guard but they doing they this stuff and you know since the Paris attack and they've been bombing places I mean literally bombing places what everybody should have been doing um, Turkey is probably gonna be involved in the conflict as well so we just don't know and I say all of that to, just to tell you, just be aware, be alert, um, because we don't know. Um, I heard today um, something that they say that a lot of sea creatures, animals, fish, and things are dying on the West Coast, for out further out um, in the Pacific Ocean. Is that the Pacific West Coast? Yes, Pacific Ocean. A lot of animals are covered up dead, whales, and and seals and all kind of stuff and the scientists well I don't know if the science I haven't read the article this is what I heard they say that it's possibly the effects of the um, the nuclear waste that 
spilled from that Japan nuclear plant that was hit by the tsunami maybe a year or two years ago. The current has taken some of that bad poison water and kind of pushed it over to the United States. So some of the animals are dying. And I also read the other day, I heard that they were banning eating shellfish that was caught over in the Pacific Ocean. So, you know, something we don't know, we don't know how things are gonna happen to bring about God's plan. Um, we don't know what type of events that God is gonna use to bring to pass some of the events that's going to take forth or take place in end times. But what we're challenged to do as believers is to just be ready because we don't know. And I was thinking today and tonight we won't be before you long because I think um, just just praying and just want to just just talk just maybe about however long Lord give me might hold me to it if I say 10 minutes wouldn't be fair to you for tuning in amen but what I just want to just say tonight is we, we, we we've been talking about the word and how important the word is in our walk with God and how important it is for us to be in the word and how being in the word how it causes us to become more uh, like Christ you know we we say that the word does the work we say that the word does the cleansing it does the the changing our thought processes. Well, it's what the word says that we'll be transformed by the word, amen. If we look at Romans 11, um, is it Romans 11, uh, Romans 12, one and two, you know, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, so our transformation comes when we renew our minds. We renew our minds by the word of God. The word of God is the cleansing agent that God has left us. Notice the Bible didn't say the Holy Spirit. He says the word of God. The Holy Spirit's job is to remind us of the word. The Holy Spirit's job is to lead us and to guide us into truth. He's not a cleanser. He is a leader. He's a teacher. He's a comforter. He is a revealer of truth. He is a reminder of the things that we've been in that we that he has heard from God he reminds us of what God says that's the job of the Holy Spirit but our job if we want to be clean if we see that we may have areas where we need to grow up in my challenge to you and my well, my challenge to you is to get in the word and allow the word to begin to work in your life in those areas of your um, weakness um, and I say weakness is just for lack of terminology in the areas of your challenge the area that you may be struggling in or you know some days up some days down you know God when we when we are led by the spirit and we're we're waking up every day with a mind to live right and if we and even though inside of us we may feel like some of some of ourselves ourselves may be deficient in some areas because we are choosing to walk in God in the deficient areas that makes sense that makes sense um we are we have to remember that the covenant is in force. What well, is the covenant? The covenant is that we are complete in him. Amen. We're not out sinning, but because we know we have weak areas and we could never meet those areas. Amen. That's where grace comes in or that's where um, the completeness of what Christ done on the cross makes up the difference. That makes sense. So I may be one, let's say 10 is where God wants us. And we may be living at five. If we living every day at five, when God sees us living at five, moving towards six, 
Am I, you, you see where I'm going? With a mind to want to grow and change into what, to reach the 10, the difference is Christ. So when God sees us, he sees the 10. It makes sense? Because we're complete in him. Him whom Jesus, Jesus is the, the him that I'm referring to. So I want to challenge you. That I'm not saying that, oh, it's okay to have deficient areas. I'm saying that every day you ought to strive to be perfected in the areas of your relationship with God. Amen. And I believe that if you're in the word, no, this is not I believe. I know that when you're in the word, the word changes you. Well, when you apply it, it's not going to be the strong arm. It's not going to come behind you and, and lift your arm up behind your back and make you do it. It's a decision that you have to make that if you take the time to read the word, why wouldn't you apply it? Well, some say that it's convicting and it makes them feel bad. Well, that's the purpose of the word. Not to con it's to convict you of your sin, but in the convicting of the sin, it is to turn you to the cross where Jesus is so that you can get remission of sin and forgiveness of sin and washing of your sin. That makes sense? Amen. Well, tonight, um, I just, I, I want to read the scripture because I, I find myself, I, I work around a lot of people that say they're believers and they cuss like sailors and they're comfortable with it. And I, if you're listening tonight, I'm talking about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just casual talk it becomes casual and uh <laughs> don't be mad at me tomorrow <laughs> well bless the lord <laughs> hey you know hey hey the standard that christ gives us we gotta we gotta push toward the standard if the world can't tell the difference in the church man we might well just stop going to church and just stay at home and and just live me my two and that's it you know, we're going to get to glory and that's it. You know, we leave out all the rest because all the rest ain't going in. No, it's not about that. One thing that we have to understand is that God is waiting for all of us to get our act together. You know, we all don't have no, no road into God. You know, the only road into God is the road that Jesus paved to us to Calvary. Amen. That's the only way. Jesus said, I am the way. There's no other way. It ain't Farrakhan. It ain't Joseph Smith. It ain't the, the kingdom hall. It ain't the Hindu Buddhist. It ain't none of those other folk that's paved the way to the cross. Because if any of them died, if you go to their grave, they're still in there. Their bones are in there. But if you go to the crypt, the grave that Jesus was in, there is nothing left in there. That tells me that Jesus got up. He's the only one that history will say that got up. And he's living in heaven with God. And the Bible says he's going to come back one day to get his church amen and folk gonna see him for the first time and they're gonna say whoa i remember the prophet said he's gonna come back but it's too late hey it's gonna be too late the question to you tonight is are you really ready you know you go to church you go to prayer meeting you have your kids in sunday school you in bible study you read your bible you you go out to to witness on the streets and go to the hospitals to help others you you pray for your friends when they come to you with their issues you talk to them when you realize they're down you 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 have a heart for the homeless the fatherless um, those people who are less fortunate than you you have that type of heart but are you ready to meet your savior your maker that's the question that's the challenge you know that all of us have to ask in all of our doing are we ready 
and all of our praying and all of our wanting God to use me. God, if you can do anything, Lord, you can use me. You know, if if you've shown me this thing, God, I want you to do this in me. Use me to be the light that will draw men and women to the to the foot of the cross, that their lives may be changed. But are you ready? Are you ready? Are you have you are you investing the time that is necessary for you to be prepared to meet your maker in the book of second Peter, the third chapter, um, just to give you a scripture reference, because I don't want you to miss it. I don't want us to miss it. We come here on Tuesday nights. We have our broadcast and we also have our broadcast on Sunday. And we listen. We have people who listen to us. Amen. And we appreciate your you you're you're being a supporter of the ministry a participant of what we're doing and praying for us and but when all of that is said and done you know when the last amen is over are you really ready or is this just action just wait this movement just um just doing something to fill the time because i'm supposed to be here i'm made to be here are you really seeking this god that we're talking talking about or do you really want to meet him I can't wait to see him I uh, I know it's not much we we won't be able to walk up to him and say what's up God I've been waiting to see you you know how you doing we can't do that although we'll be in our glorified bodies but I think the only thing that we'll be able to do is what Revelation talks about those 144 elders they're going to be bowing <laughs> they're going to be bowing before the throne and they're going to be be worshiping God casting their crowns before God, right? See, that's the um, that's the thing that we have to uh, look at, you know. Uh, what is going to take place in heaven? Read, Re I mean, you don't want to read Revelation. I mean, who wants to read Revelations? The parts that, that might be palatable. You know, some of it you don't want to read. Some of you can say, oh, I, I might can get away with reading this, right? But uh, most of it, folk don't, don't want to read it. Amen. Let's just read through what I want to read, and then there's one verse that I want to stick on, and I'll tell you what that is when I get to that. It says this, uh, third chapter, Second Peter, it says this, this second epistle, beloved, the second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. I'm writing to you because I want you to remember something. That's basically all he said, all that to say that, right? I'm telling you this because I want you to remember something. Look at verse two, that you be what? <clears throat> be mindful, be mindful. Let it be a, a thought in your mind, right? Be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. He's saying, be mindful, keep in remembrance what has been taught, uh, spoken to you by men of God, basically in our present day. Uh, men of God, your pastors, those who are teaching the word of God, the truth of the word of God, not watered down word. And he said, and be mindful of the commandments of the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come. Now, listen, he said, knowing this first, this is the first thing that's going to be a sign of what we're about to read, right? Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last day scoffers, walkers after their own lust. Scoffers are people who are, uh, are waging accusation against the word of God, right? 
walking after their own lust. Verse four and saying, where is the promise of his coming? So these are people who got complacent, right? They, you know, we sit, when we were growing up, right? I'm, I turned 51 today. And so and when I was 19, uh, well, 15, well, 14 with my grandmother, Jesus is coming soon. So that was back in 19, mm, what, 70, well, no, eight, uh, no, 78. I was born in 63, 73, four more years. Uh, three and four, seven. So 1977, at 14, grandmother saying, uh, <laughs> grandmother saying, Jesus is coming soon. So for all these years, it, you know, I was 14 then and I'm 51 now. So for, uh, I can't subtract, what, uh, 35, 34? You know, for you who are math whiz can do it in a matter of seconds. Uh, so let's say over a span of 30 something years, Jesus hadn't come back. So then now I'm like, well, he must not be really coming. Right. Because I'm waiting. But that's what the scripture is saying in verse four. Where's where's the promise of his coming? I've been waiting all this time. When is he coming? Right. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Everything is still happening. When is he coming? It's still happening. Lord, when you're coming, folks still killing. They're getting worse and worse. I mean, when you look at what's taking place. In New Orleans, what, 17 people got killed out on the playground. When you look up in Chicago, what, 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 something happened in Chicago today. Uh, then it was something happened over in California. Then it was something happened down in Florida. Then the other day, six people got killed in Texas in a campsite. Um, um, just, uh, it's so many things that are taking place that people are, Lord, when, when is it coming? When are you coming? When are you coming, right? But Peter's saying, be mindful that these, this, the, 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 the time, just because it's, it's, it's taking a long time to come, you better be mindful of what they preach to you, right? Look at verse 5. For this they willingly, and I like this when I read this earlier, for this they willingly, willingly, they made the choice, willingly, they willingly are ignorant. Did you get that? For this, they willingly are ignorant. They want to be dumb. Those are the ones that when they go to church, they like this, right? Or uh, they don't come to church with nothing. So they're willingly ignorant. They willingly don't want to know nothing. They think their lack of knowledge is going to excuse them from God's judgment. But God says that every person on this earth will have heard the gospel message before he comes back. So no one would have no excuse. If you heard it in Sunday school as a little kid and you denied it, if you heard it throughout your life, if you seen it in the heavenlies, if you received it through somebody's testimony, that counts to God. That counts to God. So they willingly were ignorant. Hmm are ignorant of, of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. They talk about the flood in our days. Verse seven, but the heavens, that verse six is talking about the flood when God destroyed the world, right? And verse seven is talking about what God's gonna do in the next destruction of the world. 
Look at that. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto what? Fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men, right? He didn't say of everybody. He didn't say of all mankind. He said of ungodly men, right? Reading on, but beloved, what? Be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. One day to God is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like one day. One day God coming, maybe that thousand years ain't up yet. We don't know, right? But we have to, we're charged to what? Be what? Be ready. We got to be ready. We got to, we got to be ready. We got to take the effort out and allow the word to do the work and allow the word to prepare you to lift up from this ground and meet Jesus in the air. That's what I want. Amen. The Lord is not slack. Here, here it is. This is my verse concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. That's my that's my verse that I wanted. I want you to know that in all of the delaying that God has, his intent is that he loved mankind so much that he does not want anyone to perish. That's his intent for delaying his coming. Now, maybe God forgot. No, God didn't forget. Maybe God doesn't know what he's doing. No, God don't know. Yeah, he know what he's doing. Maybe he's waiting on some things to take place. The things are taking place as they're taking place right now to get God to where he's going to say now is time. We got to understand that we don't know when time is when God's mind sight, right? Even Jesus himself doesn't know. That's according to the scripture. Jesus won't know till God look over and say, son, now it's time to go back. And Jesus is going to say now? Well, I don't know if he's going to say now. I do that all the time. I just feel like this dialogue. Maybe Jesus is going to stand up and just go back. Uh, Jesus is going to look up and say, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just mind of mine. He's just going to get up and say, okay, and just step out. Angel going to get the horn, and him and Jesus going to walk out like that, and the angel going to step up on that cloud, and Jesus say, go ahead on. And they're going to, I don't know what they're going to play. Maybe they're going to play, uh, 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 they're going to play whatever horn that's going to wake up. It's going to be so loud that it's going to wake up dead folk. Now, if the bulldozer that buried, that buried that lady two months ago, is next to her grave didn't wake her up. A trumpet in heaven is going to wake her up. It's going to be, it's like the, I don't know if it's like a, you know, I think of like a dog dog whistle. And when you blow it, only dogs can hear it because it's a different frequency. The frequency is going to be so sharp that all the dead people who died in Christ is going to step up out the ground and go up in the air. I don't want to be the groundskeeper when that happens and not be saved. Because then I'm going to hop up off the bulldoze and be running, right? And when you really think about it, he's going to say, oh, I waited too long. I done missed it. <laughs> trying to get a running jump, stand on top of his bulldozer, jumping like that, trying to get on up. It can't even lift off. You know, we don't know, but we got, we're charged to be ready. You know, he said, 
Don't the God don't count slackness like man counts slackness, but God is not willing that no man should perish. So he's delaying his coming so that everyone can get themselves ready. That's how much he loved us. People who love you want you to be ready. They're, they're always they're always delaying. They have mercy upon mercy. All right, I'm going to let you try it this time. I'm going to give you another chance. That's the way God is. He wants you to, to always be ready. But listen to this. Verse 10. I'm going to leave that alone. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Now, what person you know got robbed that they said, well, I, let, I saw a message on my door. Matter of fact, I had a voicemail that said, tonight at 1 a.m., I'm going to rob your house. I just want you to know before I get there, I'm coming to rob you. And you just lay in the bed. It's 1 o'clock. Let's just go to sleep. Somebody going to rob us at 1 o'clock. And rise up in the morning and say, yep, he did rob us. Yeah, he came and took everything out of our house. The robbers don't tell you, but, but that's the way it's going to happen when Jesus come back. Because Bobo going to be laying next to Susie, right? Good night, baby. He this old devilish dude. Good night, baby. I see you in the morning. He going to rise up, and he going to look over there where Susie was, and Susie going to be gone, nothing but her gown. He going to say, well, she must be walking around with nothing on, and he ain't going to realize, so he going to be running. Well, where's Susie? And he going to flip on the news. Well, he going to call her first. Then he going to text her. I'm trying to reach you. The car's still in the garage. Susan didn't make it away. Where, where's? And then he start hearing news reports of different things, and he's going to realize that he missed the rapture because it came in and snuck in at 1 a.m. in the morning. It's going to happen like a thief. They come in. They don't tell you they're coming. In fact, they scope you out, right? They're trying to figure out your time and what you, they're looking at your habits and see what you do around your house. They park out in front of your house and scope it out to see when the lights go off, what time they come back on, when the cars leave, what time they come back. They chat, they take in information. They look at every time you leave and see if they can get an occasion to get you when that happens. They're looking for the opportunity to, to come in. Jesus saying, look for the opportunity for me to show up because I am the thief that's going to come and rob this earth of all my people because that's what he's going to do. He's going to snatch them out the grave and everybody who's alive, he's going to snatch them up off the ground and bring them up into heaven and go back with a folk and be where. Why Willie didn't come into work today? He has never not come in. Can you imagine? He know we got this meeting today. It's a major meeting and he's not here. If we can't reach him, he's going to lose his job. It won't matter no more. In fact, you can stop the direct deposit. I won't need that no more. And, and, and also stop pulling money out of my account because you don't need that no more either. <laughs> don't be paying for the house, the house repair bill. Don't be, don't be charging me for the electric bill. Just stop billing folk, amen? You know, that stuff going to keep happening until somebody calls me and say, stop doing it. It's going to come as a thief in the night. Are you ready? That's the thing we don't know. And that's what I want you to know. And all you're going to church and all you're praying and being on a, the, the prayer conference and flying all over this country for this conference and that conference and that meeting, the prophetic word conference, the, the prayer warriors conference, the, 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 the revelation conference, the, all these type of conferences that go on, the prophetic 
Come, I got a prophetic word. Meet me down on, on Jesuit Street at 7 p.m. I'm going to prophesy to everyone in the house. And folk fill up those tents and miss it. Are you ready? That's what I want you to know. I want you to know that I care about you so much that I would cut this radio station off and do whatever I need to do to make sure you're ready. You know, people go to church and there are people who go to churches and there are leaders and pastors in churches who can care less if you got your life together as long as you write your tithe and offering check every Sunday and Wednesday night. They can care less. They want to make sure the bills are getting paid as the ministry grow. They don't care about it. Matter of fact, some of them are not even saved. And all of their preaching and all of their teaching, they have never accepted Jesus. Who is that, brother? I'm not telling you. You'll find them. You'll know them by their fruit. And you stop making excuses for people. If they live it, if they live the Lord's life, then you know them by their fruit. But if they live a life contrary to what the word says, then you know them by their fruit as well. Call a donkey a donkey and not a horse. It might look the same, but if you look real good, there's some distinctive characteristics that a donkey has that a horse don't have, right? Or a horse has and a donkey don't have. I mean, call them, call them a donkey if they're a donkey. You're a donkey, pastor. Because I've been watching you. And your life ain't lining up with the word. That's when you decide to leave. You may not ever have, God might not give you the license to approach them, but God might want to say your, your conversation with him is your decision to, to change your membership and they'll get the message. That makes sense? going to come as a thief in the night verse 10 in that which the heavens shall pass away with the great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up verse 11 seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved everything you see what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversations and godliness he he he, he specified all holy conversation not like not just hello how you doing conversation conversation as in lifestyle lifestyle conversation godliness godly ways godly thoughts godly attitude godly mindset those things that god will look in other words paul is saying knowing that all of this stuff is going to take place what manner of man should you be in all converse, holy conversation and godliness what other choices there you see it's going to happen. Why don't you be ready? Just be ready. Just be ready. Verse 12. Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. I heard a, um, some ministers was talking about end times and they talk about this right here as some type of nuclear event that will burn up the the things in heaven and the earth because nuclear is like fire and you know when it when a bomb disperses it's like flames that consumes everything and come back in and do the same thing both ways things will instantly dis dissipate disintegrate before your eyes flesh will just immediately fall off your skin and you will die immediately as a result of a nuclear attack i'm not saying that that's going to happen i'm not saying that this, this is what i heard um 
verse 13. Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for a new heavens and new earth wherein dwelling righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, what? Be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. The end of that is said, knowing all of this, be sure you be found in peace without spot and blameless. Sounds like Ephesians 5 and 23 and 24 will be read about the other way, the cleansing of the walk by the washing of the water by the word that he may present to himself a glorious church, right? Without spot or wrinkle, right? Or any such thing. It's the same thing. Without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Blameless. Holy. Spotless. Before God. Our life. Well, how do I do that? I'm human, right? How can I be spotless? You only can do it if you walk it being led by the Spirit. Remember what I said earlier, that when you're led by the Spirit, your deficient areas, um, Christ makes up the difference. Am I right? When you're choosing to live this life. But if you're out there renegating and just doing stuff, you know it's wrong and you're just doing it. That's not being led. That stuff is not made up by Christ. That makes sense? His, his blood, that means you're outside of covenant. A covenant is not, a covenant is based on you meeting the standards of the covenant a b c d and e equals covenant and everything the covenant says that as a result of you doing this you're going to get this then as long as you follow these you're going to always get this that's covenant but if you miss one step inside of a covenant it nullifies what you get at the end that's covenant when god told abraham I'm going to bless you with a son. Your seed shall, shall be greater than the sands of the sea. And the Bible said, because God could not promise by nobody greater, he promised, he made a covenant with himself. And he himself came down from, if you ever read the book of Genesis, when God came down and had a covenant ceremony all by himself while Abraham was asleep. He said a candle came down and it went around and did the ritual where, where covenant was, was enforced and then it went back up and Abraham woke up and the covenant was enforced. God made it with himself just to show Abraham, I mean this and I'm going to do exactly what it says. Guess what? This Bible is our covenant. And God says, I mean this. And in this, I'm going to do exactly what I said. So don't let my return catch you like a thief in the night. Know that it's coming. Be ready that so that when it comes, you will know that you're going to get up out the ground. Or you're going to get up off the street when you're walking or rise up out of your bed and you're going to go back with him when he comes. Well, that's it. Are you ready? Are you really ready? That's the question I leave you tonight. I appreciate you for listening to us tonight. Um, hey, I want to pray for you because I really want you to be ready. And if you feel like by whatever may have been said tonight, that you know you need to step up in some areas i'll pray for you i'll you know hey email us some 
some time. Let us know, hey, pray for me. I need some help in this area. We definitely will pray for you. We'll commit your name before God and ask God to help you make the decisions that are necessary so that you can walk a victorious life in him, a life that is steady, unchangeable, unmoving. You know, the scriptures say, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the works of the Lord. For as much as you know what, your labor is not in vain. That that you do for God when you're steadfast is not in vain. There's going to be a, a reward at the end. And we have to remember that. Be steadfast. Don't throw in a towel. Don't get weak. It gets discouraging sometimes. You know, when you see things happening and not happening as quickly as, 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 as you want it to happen, it gets discouraging sometimes. But you know something? Just because it doesn't happen quick don't mean God can't do it. Or God is not going to do it. Everything has its season. Everything has its time. Timing and time. The seasons and time. God moves in those seasons and time. And I'm not talking about winter, fall, summer, and spring in a worldly time. I'm talking about his seasons and his timing. Right? We just got to make sure that when God is in a certain time, that we in that same time God is operating in. So that when we're in that time, then things start clicking and flowing. Amen? When you find that it's effortless, you know you're in the timing of God. Because it just happens. People are like, how did that happen for you? How did they do that? They ain't never done that before. It's the timing of God. It's the favor of God. So if that's you tonight, if you have never accepted Jesus or you, you, you're weak in your relationship, you need to come up in some areas, I want to pray for you. And then um, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I just want you, if this is you, and I want you, I want you to repeat this prayer after me tonight. And then once I pray for these, I pray for you or those who desire to be strengthened in your relationship with God um, tonight before I let you go. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray as these who have come to you who are needing salvation tonight and desire that they want to go back with you when you come. They may have backslidden, God. They may have turned from you at some point in their relationship. Of those, may, they may not have ever accepted you. They may have heard of you, but still denied you. But tonight is the night, God. So those of you who desire to accept Jesus as your Savior, just repeat this prayer after me. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you a sinner, a sinner asking you to forgive me of my sin. I'm asking God that you would wash me and cleanse me from all the wrong that I've done in my life. I acknowledge that Jesus came and died for my sin, was raised the third day, and now sits on your right hand. I receive him as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, come into my heart, take control of my life, Fill me with the precious Holy Spirit and help me to live the life of a believer. Use me in these last days to be a light to those in dark. And forever I give you praise. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And for you who are just desiring extra strength tonight, Father, I pray for my brother, my sister tonight. Who desire is is to just who is to live a spotless, a, a blameless life before you. 
Lord, I know living on this earth is challenging. It's challenging because of the, the people and the environments that we find ourselves in on a daily basis. It makes it challenging. Even the strongest Christian can find it challenging. So, God, I pray, God, that in those moments of our challenge, those moments of our maybe um, the environment is kind of overpowering us. I'm asking, God, that you would, God, increase our strength, increase our resistance, increase God, the seal that you have on our lives that was there will not pollute us, was there will not taint us, was there will not distract us and cause us to give in to it, but that it would give in to us. Increase our faith and help our unbelief that in those moments of our struggle, we will not run from you, we'll run to you and call on you and ask you for help. David said, God, that he looked, when he was in trouble, he looked to the hills from which cometh his help. So, Father, as we look to those those moments where we may be frail, give us the courage to look up that we may look and see our help on the horizon, knowing that he, Jesus, is that help. And we thank you, God. And I pray, God, that you will continue to manifest yourself in the lives of your people, that they not be thrown off guard by anything that is going on in this earth. But help them to hunger after your word, to understand your word, and to apply your word to their lives so that they may be cleansed and transformed by it, equipping them for the day of your return. I pray peace upon your people tonight, that if there's any who have a need, and I know we're going into Thanksgiving, God. If there's any who have a need, I pray, God, that you, as Jehovah Jireh, will meet their need. That they will suffer no loss or no lack of nothing during this time. That in all of our cooking and all of our laughter with our family and friends, that we will set aside the time and, and reflect over our life and offer thanksgiving unto you this year. We love you tonight. Bless your people as we leave and sign off that you would keep them in perfect peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if